Welcome to the family with fraternally, fraternally Ralph W. Basham, D. Hackmaster, and Andy Rappernard. Fraternally, fraternally. Okay, it's a fraternal day. This is a fraternal day. That's right. No women here today. Catherine's having furniture delivered. Alex is at the dentist with her daughter, and we'll be right back. Kick things off the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Doug here from Walzer. Tommy's on vacation again, so I'm going to have to read both parts. Dougie, what's happening? This is weird. Tommy, I'm looking for two things. A new wife and a MAGA hat? Uh, that'd be a big no. Walzer's looking for cars to sell and people to sell them. You don't have enough cars? Well, late model used car business is good, and when COVID shut down the plants, we ran low on new cars and didn't get as many trade-ins. Right now, we're purchasing used cars from people, and in many cases, we can pay Kelly Blue Book excellent. Heck, I'll even buy some of your cars. All I ever do is give, give, give. Yeah, sure. Anyway, we also need people to sell them. Coaches, teachers, servers. People with people skills work great in our no-negotiating model. Also, it's a salaried position, so you're not living from one commission to the next. We also pay you to learn. Think I'd be good at it? Not a chance. Well, don't worry about my feelings. I never do. If you're selling a car or want to join our team, email me at Doug at Walzer.com. I'm rocking out, man. That's all I have to tell you. Head banging. Out, baby. Head banging our way through the world. All right, so here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. I announced this morning on the KQ Morning Show that I have had it with this whole COVID-19. I've had it with the politicians. I'm not even going to pay attention anymore. I literally last night, this is a true story. Last night, <clears throat> I was sitting at home, and I hadn't watched the news in three days. I didn't watch the news Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. What a wonderful weekend it must have been. <clears throat> it was fantastic. <laughs> So last night at 5.30, I said, well, I better catch up and find out what's going on. So I tune in the news at 5.30. I went to bed at 6 o'clock. I literally went to bed at 6 o'clock and woke up 10 hours later. Mm. It was phenomenal. I woke up 4 this morning, 10 hours of sleep. And I couldn't be happier because in that 10 hours of sleeping, I decided I don't care what these people say anymore. It's all about everything you look at is all about the money. And if it's COVID-19, you're wrong. It's how they can get you to vote for them. If you think black lives matter to them, you're wrong. It's money. MLM is what matters to them. Money lives matter. The, The only reason they're interested in black lives matter at all is because they want you to vote for them. All of this is ridiculous. Yeah, no one can see through pandering anymore. It seems like that's the yeah, rule exactly. of the day. I'm, I'm not pandering. Oh, if I can get somebody to think that I really care. Sad. 
You know, I really love about it all too. And again, I'm not even pissed off. I don't care anymore. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna listen. I don't care. I have friends of all colors, of all genders, of all orientations. They've been my friends my whole life. Some of them, some are new friends. I I have friends. I don't need anybody else from the outside, especially on national television, telling me how I should live my life. It's insane. Yeah, the only thing, only thing I really, really do care about are the poor kids getting shot up uh, in the cities. Uh, no one seems to care about that, whether it's Chicago no, or New wait. York. No one cares. No one cares about wait. kids getting shot or anything. But you're wrong. I just, just this morning, we counted them up on ABC, NBC, and CBS National News on broadcast television. 24 reporters said these are peaceful protests. Yep, that's the narrative right 24 now. 24 of them said these are, so sorry, Ralph, but you're wrong. There, there's no violence. Nobody's, no two-year-old kids are getting shot in the head. No, these are all peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. Since when was it okay for the news to be the biggest bunch of liars of all of them? They just, just lie. Yep, that's just it's, and that's, and I know. I guess I wonder when it really. Well, it started. I think started with Clinton. He lied. He says, "Well, we can lie. It doesn't well, really matter Nixon, what we say." Nixon was pretty good at lying too, though. Oh, that's he right. Was. That's right. There you go. So uh, let's go. I'm, I'll take. I'll take. F, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he held things back from the American public, and he wanted us to be involved with World War Two. Hard, right? Correct. You know, and he, he was flat sort of, out lied. He, he was lying then, so I, I guess maybe that's. Uh, I'm sure they all lied a little bit. Oh, FDR. Sure. FDR might be the worst human being we've ever had as president, even beyond Bill Clinton. I mean, this guy, and again, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm stuck in the middle of all this stuff observing. Here's a man. When are they going to start tearing his statues down, by the way? FDR. Yeah. Why not? He locked up all the Japanese. Locked up all the Japanese. He turned the St. Louis away, sending a couple of thousand Jews to their deaths. It's not about actions. It's about sides. Yeah, it is. That's all so that matters. The Japanese, he, he put in internment camps. He sent the St. Louis uh, passengers off to their deaths. Some or all of them. I can't remember if all of them were killed, but some of them were. I know that. A lot of them. And let's not forget that he voted against ending lynching in America because he thought Southern Democrats wouldn't back him up if he did. Talk about nasty pandering. I mean, this son of a bitch was maybe the worst human being we've ever had yeah, as a president. He was a good guy. And people just love him. Oh, God, what a great guy. When, when are his statues coming down? Yeah. What a disgusting pig that man was. Oh, yeah, we bad guy, bad have, actor. have a call from Polly. Are you sure? Polly, are you calling about, is FDR your cousin? <laughs> no, not really, man. I'm glad to. What's going on, Polly? <laughs> Hey, I was just kind of wondering what you think about this mask mandate. I haven't been able to listen the last couple of days, so I haven't heard your opinion on it. Um, um, what I did is Can this. I first tell you what, it, what I feel sure, about it? Sure, absolutely. Um, I think that we didn't, we wouldn't have needed a mandate because well, it was like wearing seatbelts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna save you maybe. But the thing is, is if you get in a car accident and you're not wearing your seatbelt, you might get out from behind the wheel and you can hurt somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I think of that like maybe coughing or sneezing. You might not know you're going to sneeze. You might not know you're going to cough. Mm-hmm. But when you do, you could hurt somebody else unintentionally, not even knowing that you're doing that. You understand what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I don't understand that, exactly what you're saying, Paul. Putting that on is protecting other people, not yourself. Right. 
That's what's so frustrating about it. Okay, so you want my take on it? Yes, sir. I've been very open about this whole situation. Um, Ralph and Andy will tell you I walked into this room wearing a mask just now. And um, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't think the masks do anything to help at all. I, and I, I absolutely do not want to wear it. But I wore it. I wear it all the time because it's the rules. It's a mandate. It's the rules. If they think it'll keep other people safe, then I'll do it. So I wear my mask. Why? Because that's the rule. People need to follow the Amen, rules, brother. Paulie. They need to follow the rules, Paulie. All of them. Right. Right on. Okay. Well, see, right Paul, on. I'm glad you called about this. Yeah, because I just, I, I, there's a, I was in a fight with, not, I shouldn't say a fight, a discussion. It turned into a fight. I had a doctor on there, a chemical engineer, and a person from Italy that is a, works for international aid organizations, mm-hmm. trying to tell this guy to put his goddamn mask on, <laughs> and he just won't hear. And I mean, he said, "Oh, you're not a real doctor," because of course, you know, she's a. She's a family doctor, so she can't. She uses her maiden name on Facebook. Oh, okay. And she says, "Well, I I can't use my my name that's on my license because it's unethical for doctors to do that. Mm-hmm. Because you know they can get you know patients could try to friend them and this and that and it causes all kinds of problems. Right. And I don't know. It's just so damn frustrating that some people just are so thick headed, and those are the kind of people that are gonna that don't want to follow the rules. They may not agree with them, but the people that are making them." Love them or hate them, they're in charge. Yeah, they and are. Yep. Gotta follow. Gotta follow the rules. Because if we don't, we're all going to be screwed. Yep. I, so, Paulie, I appreciate no, you calling no, about. It. All right. Well, thank you very much, right. Paulie. Have, have a good day, sir. Yeah, I made that very clear on the morning show as well. I don't want to wear the mask. I don't think the masks do hardly any good at all, but I do it because it's the rules. They think that it'll keep other people safe, so I'll wear it. You told me I need to wear it, so I wear it. Now, when does it stop? When does what stop? The question. Well, well, the the thing is we've had 150,000 deaths nationwide uh, from uh, the coronavirus in about a six, seven-month period. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the high estimate uh, from the CDC of the influenza uh, deaths in 2018 were were 95,000. So uh, dying is dying. It doesn't matter what virus you get to die. So, you know, are they going to say, well, then you always have to wear this all the time for influenza and for any coronavirus, any possible future viruses? And when they have to have an end point for doing this, and no one really knows. No one really knows. And maybe wearing masks is one of the best things we can do. Or maybe maybe this will, you know, shock people into the realization if you have a fever, don't leave your house. for real. Right. Or if if you do, go outside. You know, don't be around anybody. I mean... But don't be coming into the office. And I, and I really think that's going to be a big change, particularly for medical offices or dental offices where it's elective kind of uh, uh, treatment or elective kind of care. In those situations, those people should be wearing masks, and they shouldn't be in the office if you have a fever. We're checking everybody's fever now. Yeah. And we probably should have been doing that for the past 50 years. You know, it's so amazing about that is they, they have these face things now where there's an outline of a human head. Yeah. And you line your face up with the outline of the human head. They need to be a little more accurate because when they first took my temperature, it was 118 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> and then the woman behind me was 126 degrees. Yeah, mine was 92. And yours was 92. Yeah. So I, nice I went and cool. Yeah. Keeping, it, keeping it cool. Yeah. I, but Tommy, you know, I, I don't want to pick up a scab or anything. And I know every time I've been with you when you've been a little angry, you know, you've been a perfect gentleman all the time. But. 
You can get 118 when you get angry. You get worked up. When you get worked up, you get 118. You see the screen protector on my screen? You see that upper, uh, your left, upper left? You yeah. see how it's separated? Yeah. That happened because I was on the phone yelling at someone, and I took it out. My head must have gotten so hot <laughs> that, it melt, that it melted the well. plastic. Well, it didn't melt the plastic. It melted the adhesive. Yeah. So I better calm down. Maybe it's on You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great <laughs> it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Come on, rock out. Let's go. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, to rock out. Um, got a couple of things from uh, from Joe from Louisville. He said, you are a, rather a hothead. So, you know, that's <laughs> true. And then he sent me something. A uh, million Americans are standing, or three million Americans are standing with Trump and the police. Uh, 512,382 responses needed. Doctors at the White Coat Summit exposed the reality of the virus. Doctors held a White Coat Summit on the uh, steps of the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. to expose the reality of the virus. They touted uh, several well-known and long-studied treatments that are proven to treat the virus, including hydroxychloroquine, okay. zinc, and azithromycin, also known as Zithromax. No mainstream media outlets covered the summit at all. We have our guests. Why are they doing this? Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know why. I, that, regardless of whether or not they are correct, they, they should have covered it. No, Everything I, is a no question. Everything. It is all about, it is all about politics, though, mm -hmm. isn't it? Laura's with us? Yes. Laura Crotty, how are you, Laura? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, Not good too to uh, meet you. <laughs> Do you have any relatives in Minnesota? 
I do not. No, I don't. Because I, you're the only the second person I've ever known with a name spelled C-R-O-T-T-Y. I know. It's an unusual name. I know. And, and when you have that connection, um, I sh- it's my husband's name, so I should ask him. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, we, I'm not sure. He could. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, they're, uh, you probably have relatives in... in uh, one of the suburbs of St. Paul, Minnesota. Very nice people, by the way. So that's a good news, Laura. Yeah, that, I, I'm hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> like, I'm hoping oh, they're like, good people. <laughs> good. For over three decades, Laura's been baking healthy desserts using vegan ingredients. Her treats are scooped up as soon as they hit the dessert counter at my restaurant because they're delicious. And who, who is my restaurant? Who, who did this? That would be um, Stephen Germano. Oh, he so, has yeah. a um, kind of a authentic brick oven pizzeria in tuxedo new york and i've baked for him before commercially wonderful counter (laughs) they're delicious healthy and guilt-free treat yourself to this book and explore the world of vegan baking you'll be happy you did steven or is it it is steven germano yes it's steven Mm -hmm. ceo of the pasta pizza store and former head chef and restaurateur the award-winning eatery the new york pizza factory i love the new york pizza factory oh oh okay yeah he uh he did very well um that that restaurant uh unfortunately closed down he opened a new one in mm-hmm. tuxedo the yep. space kind of exceeded his uh, price point the pizza so he had to well, move yeah. along yeah, yeah new york new york can be a little spendy <laughs> no doubt yeah about it. yeah new york city he had this one out in ridgewood new jersey and oh, okay kind of named he named the pizzas after all of the monuments in new york it was really fun wonderful Laura Crotty has always had a thing for old cookbooks. For the Little Vegan Dessert Cookbook, Vintage Recipes Revised, she combed through her... Ex- you know, one, one thing that's kind of sad, Laura, is that our daughter, because my son Andy's here, and our... our Hello, uh, fam- Andy. Hello. Our family friend Ralph, Dr. Ralph, is here with us, too, but our Hello? our daughter, Alex, is uh, is a vegan. Well, she's not a vegan. She's... She's, veg- she's a pescatarian. She's a pescatarian. She'll eat fish, but okay. she won't eat any, like, animal meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... She uh, she took her her young four year old daughter to the dentist today. I wish she could have been here for this because she'd be all excited about oh, it. This would have been perfect. Oh yeah, that would have been great. You know, she probably maybe she had some questions or favorites or types of recipes she might have struggled with. I'd love to have talked to her about it. It's kind of um it's kind of hard to you know a lot of people you know ask sometimes because I'm I love old cookbooks. It's kind of a thing I've been collecting forever, mm-hmm. and um, this book. I, my background is in health-supportive cooking. I'm, I'm, by day, I'm a culinary journalist, but I did go to culinary school. And these recipes kind of came out of the frustration of going to the store and buying these treats that I know how to make. And I'd spend like 6 $7 a pop for a couple of cookies or some cupcakes that weren't even that good. And I'm like, you know, this is right. stupid. This is really stupid. So that's why I did this book. I did it to take the stigma out of this kind of baking because a lot of commercial products they're, they're coming around now years and years later but they were really bad for a while and and i knew they could taste better people can make them easily so that's kind of why i did this one of the great things even though alex our daughter is not here the pescatarian daughter alex she's not here <laughs> i happen i i got very lucky here because i happen to like cookies cakes donuts bars and bread <laughs> oh Great. Awesome. Yay. So, so, well, this book, this book is not really for vegans. Um, you know, it, it, of course, vegans would love it because it's all plant-based, but mm-hmm. it, it's mostly for people that are interested in being a little healthier, that want to have plant-based foods in their diet, and to kind of just find, finally shatter the stigma that 
vegan food is attached to that kind of extreme sect of people that make you feel bad for eating meat. It's not. It's just eating lighter and feeling better. Um, A lot of people have a hard time digesting lots of meat and dairy. This is just a really fun way to lighten up your diet and feel better. And, and it tastes good. They taste good. If I didn't tell you they were vegan, you wouldn't know. That's why the book is so small. So now, uh, this shows my this shows my ignorance, Laura, because chocolate chip cookies, chocolate cake, um, s'mores, they don't have. So those, vegan just means they're made with with veg, because there's obviously no meat in chocolate chip cookies or chocolate yeah, cake. Yeah, right. No, no, you're not. You're not. No, that's fine. No, it's 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 hard to like kind of when you think about it. That the main the main um, you know, non-vegan ingredient in, in desserts, because desserts are basically vegetarian, right? But mm-hmm. it's, it's vegan is no dairy. It goes mm-hmm. one step further from vegetarian, so there's, like, no dairy products. Butter is a big, for yeah. me anyway, that flavor is a big component in a delicious dessert. I want to taste the butter. And when you buy a commercial dessert, the first thing they're going to do to hit that profit margin is cut out the butter. Oh, uh, yeah. It's expensive. It's mm-hmm. not shelf-stable. You're getting... God knows what kind of fat in there. And, and it tastes funny. It tastes funky. It's not your grandmother's dessert. I agree. So, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, the vegan butters are phenomenal. Um, they, they really are. And I kind of tell you which ones to buy and um, give you some tips that way. But it's it's basically cooking without butter, and eggs are the big one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard not to use eggs. You really need to kind of know what you're doing or be up for the task of making lots of mistakes. But luckily... Um, I kind of did that. It's built in. These recipes work. There's a lot of cookbooks, a lot of recipes out there, but they have to work. You don't want to go out and buy ingredients and the recipe doesn't work. These these have, <laughs> there's been a lot of mistakes and a lot of trial and error with mostly egg replacers. It's tricky. Well, I will say that. that Melissa and I have been using plant-based butter just because we figured, hey, why not give it a try it's healthier, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, and we really can't tell the difference. So in the butter front, we're yeah. good, you know. Yeah, yeah, so um, have you tried Earth Balance? Not the soy one. They have, like, all these different, you know, Yeah, flavors, we have but... one of the Earth Balance ones. I forget which one it's called, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one. I try to stay away from soy because it's really processed. Right. That's just my recommendation, but they have one that's non-soy, it's not the coconut one, and it's the red tub. I think that's so that the one, one we got. I use, and yeah, that I I use it too. We we really don't use butter. I use it on special occasions for stuff, um, but we kind of switched over to that as well. I, I really like it. It's yeah. a great product. It is it's expensive, but it's worth it. Wow, it's worth it. Yes, yeah. well, it, it is true that compared to twenty years ago, alternatives for that kind of thing are they're so much more varied and so much better because. I remember uh, a while back when I was a kid, they thought that I might have a gluten gluten sensitivity, and back then the like gluten free bread kind oh, of stuff. Oh God, it was horrible! It was so oh my gosh! Awful. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that is, it's like a, it's like you're you're being tortured. It's yeah. like this gummy. Yep. Weird. Do you remember that Ezekiel uh, bread? Did you try that? Oh, yeah. horrible! Oh but horrible. nowadays, oh, oh, oh. it's nowadays you got Ooh. great options for gluten free. You got great options for butter free. I don't know how you skirt the egg thing, though. You know, that's that's exactly it. So um, these recipes, even though they're inspired by these these cookbooks from basically the fifties and the sixties and the seventies, great classic recipes. Everyone loves chocolate cake. Everyone loves chocolate donuts. Like all the things you grew up with. That's why I love these recipes, but they're really not 
they're my recipes because when you start, it's different. You don't just take an old recipe and swap out the ingredients. You, mm-hmm. Plant-based ingredients don't work that way. No. So I use flaxseed, and um, I make my own egg replacers. That's also in there. There's a little section where you can use baking soda and baking powder to make your own egg replacer. It's all stuff you have at home. Mm. And like you said, it's not easy. So if I use flaxseed in, say, a chocolate tea bread, or then I go to make donuts, it might not work for the donuts. I might have to use the baking soda egg replacer. You have to kind of play because I'm using different flours. You know, I'm fooling around with a lot of different ways to get that, that good mouthfeel, that good texture. It's, it, it is like a science experiment. It's not fun sometimes because you you blow through ingredients and you make a lot of mistakes. But that you're exactly right. The egg is the tricky one. Yeah. That's, that's a very important ingredient in non vegan baking. Laura, do you do you have a, a couple more minutes? Or do you have to go? Oh, I no, of course. I have a few more minutes. Sure. Okay, I just need to take a two minute break, and we'll be, by, or be right back and spend a few more minutes together, if that's okay with you. That sounds that sounds great. Thank All you. Right, we'll be right back more with Laura Karate, the little vegan dessert cookbook, vintage recipes revised. Right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal (laughs) Fab. It tastes really bitter and gross. Uh, we back. There, it is. there you got it. You got her now. Laura, I want you to know you've ruined my life because now I'm <laughs> hearing about uh, what it creamed, creamed, and what else? Kale? What is it? Wilted and creamed kale. Wilted and creamed oh. kale. Mm. Oh. See, I like he that. Goes, oh. Oh. Oh, you are you are healthy. That does not sound appetizing to me. <laughs> I would never just eat kale, you know, just like a kale salad or something. It's so bitter. But if you do it just right, kale can be good. You know, and you take the next step. Uh, Laura, this is Ralph Basham. You you take the next step and you do, you wilt uh, dandelion greens and cream them. Never tried that. Oh, that's hardcore. That's hardcore bitter. That that is hardcore. And both of those are so bitter, you you totally need the cream. Yes. Balance that. Balance that right out the door. That bitterness is or the awful. Vegan you know? cream replacement. <laughs> oh, oh, that could be funky. Which, yeah, I oh, don't know. You know. There's so many out there. I mean, if you don't use that right, that separates yeah. in a really funky way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, totally nasty. Yeah. Um, so I have a question for for everybody here. So when you use the vegan b- butter, mm-hmm. the fat content must be really low. No, it's all fat. Oh, it is all fat. Yeah, yes. no, it's all fat, and that's the. Don't you think that's the um, the thing about vegan food is it is not low fat. And, that's what um, I was wondering. Yeah. Right, it's not low fat. You you feel better 
the, the fat can be non-saturated fat, the kind of stuff you want to try to stay away from because it clogs up your, your arteries and stuff. But they're digestible. They're polyunsaturated, mostly if you, if you buy good stuff or mm-hmm. cook good stuff. But it's heavy. It's heavy food. It's satisfying, mm-hmm. and you feel light. But if you're just vegan, I think that the danger of, of being vegan is, number one, getting all the nutrients you need. Yeah. But also, um, you, you kind of have to know what you're doing. That's why having sweets or having more plant-based foods in your diet is probably a pretty good way to go unless you really know what you're doing. You know, it's not low-fat, that's for sure. That's a really good point. Right. It's, um, it's got a lot of fat in it. i got to tell you, Laura, I've been in radio now. Uh, next year will be my 50th year in the business. Congratulations. Thank that's you very amazing. much. I worked with a guy one time in 1977, I think it was, 76, 77, something like that. He was the midday guy, and I came in one day, and he said, Tom, I'm going to make an announcement on the air. I'm going to tell you guys first. I've decided to become a vegetarian. I'm going to stop eating meat. I said, oh, good good for you. Glad to hear it. I'm happy for you and all the rest of it. So I... uh, Driving in the next day, and I hear him on the air, I've decided not to eat meat any longer. I'm not going to do it, and uh, I just think you all should think about it because meat is not good for you, so stop eating it. I got there and walked in the studio, and there was a bucket of chicken in there, and I said, I thought she stopped eating meat, and he goes, well, that's not meat, it's chicken. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Whatever. It's like how (laughs) beer isn't alcohol to a lot of people. Yeah, beer is not alcohol. That's true. That's hilarious. Um, No, that's so, you know, and I don't know. That's hilarious. So we cut uh, out red meat, and that's one mm -hmm. step better, you know. But even red meat can be good for you. I don't know. I'm kind of like, I believe in moderation is key. I don't think there's anything wrong with any diet, really. It's just everybody's different. Some people do really well having a very varied diet some people have to cut out some stuff it, you really have to find out what works for you i guess no shaming though there should be no shaming i couldn't agree more laura we're in that shaming None of that thing stuff. yeah we're in that yeah. shaming thing right now if you don't agree with me i hate your guts it's like <laughs> would you stop yeah. it, need, it needs to come back it, it needs to stop all this craziness please yep. stop it no you <laughs> laura you're absolutely right you're 100 percent correct about that i just uh <laughs> the whole thing one one thing i will tell you and you know i, I try to you know tell our guests as, as much as I can about the way I look at things by offering examples and by just saying it. But for me, the things that you mentioned, you know, the uh, the cookies and the chocolate cake and the donuts and the bars, not bread, obviously, because it was a daily staple, but the cookies, cakes, donuts, and bars, because we were very, very poor, that was like a huge thing for us to get sweets like that, and it didn't happen very often. But when they, my mother brought some cookies in the house, man, they got eaten right away because it was a huge treat for us. You could be cake eaters for a little bit. Yeah, we could be cake eaters for once. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Um, everybody has their special memory. And um, for me, especially now, like the way things are going right now, yeah. I, you know, cookbooks and recipes, are, it's not necessarily like I'm baking everything. It's, it's just looking at them and, and remembering what you were doing when you were eating that chocolate cake or just a good memory. It, it just makes you feel good. And um, nobody, yep. nobody could, you, you can't get enough of that right now, right? Yep, I, absolutely. Find, find some happy, a, jo- a joyful thing in your life. I agree. Can you hear me, Andy? Yeah. Oh, because all of a sudden my headphones went kind of weird. I don't know why. I don't know what that's. Oh, yeah, okay, we're good to go. 
Uh, in any case, Laura, I'll tell you what, I'm a, just talking to you, I'm a much healthier man. I want you to know that. Oh, <laughs> good. More a healthier guy. The Little Vegan Dessert Cookbook Vintage Recipes Revised. Laura Crotty at C-R-O-T-T-Y. Laura, you're a great guest. You have a great sense of humor. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. It's nice to, nice to have been here. I appreciate the uh, invitation. Uh, it's our pleasure, 100%. Thanks, Laura. Okay, take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Laura Crotty. Yeah, that she's only the second person. I know one Crotty family, and I've... I've never seen the name, and it's spelled exactly this way, too, so I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, unusual name. So, yeah, I think she could be related. She probably is related. It wasn't I a mob doubt fa- it. wasn't a mob family in St. Paul, was it, the Grotti? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Officer uh, Dave says he's going to stick to meats, cheese, and eggs. So. <laughs> well, he's he, he's got enough muscle to burn it all up anyway. That's the thing is, yeah, if you're like a bodybuilder type, it's – nearly impossible to maintain that without eating meat. No, I, there's no question about that. You'd have to eat so much plant protein that you just get sick. Yeah, I mean, but Officer Dave did it all with steroids. So it, <laughs> No, he didn't. I'm just kidding. We're just making it up as we go along. Did it all with juice. He was juicing. Different, different <laughs> way. Juicing, juicing in a different way. Boy, I remember when that stuff came along and I would go to the gyms. Yep. Needles everywhere. I mean, uh, there were needles everywhere in the garbage there. Like, oh, what are you God. doing? When I was a kid, it was all just like, never take steroids. Steroids will get you. Steroids are bad for you. Yeah. Because they were, were pretty new at the time, for on the street level anyway. Well, my favorite story about, about steroids is that I was a weightlifter coming out of high school. I started lifting weights. I lifted a little bit in high school, but not like I did after I got out of school. And uh, Jesse Ventura was going to, he graduated Roosevelt a year after I graduated North High School. And this guy came to us all <clears throat> at the gym, and he said, Tom, how much you weigh now? I said, how tall are you? I said, I'm a, I'm a little under 6'2". I'm two inches shorter than I used to be. What the hell is that? Yeah, you need that teeter hang-up. He said you I need the get, teeter hang-up. Get hang up. the teeter. I should get the teeter. So anyway, he said, so how tall are you? I said, I'm 6'2". Six, six he goes, how much you weigh? I said, 240. He goes, I could get you up to 300 pounds by adding 60 pounds of muscle within one year. And I was like, what? He goes, yep, not a problem at all. I said, let me think about it and get back to you. And I never got back to him, obviously. But I think maybe somebody else did because uh, he was 6'3", and he weighed about 190. Yeah. I saw him a year later. He weighed 275. All muscle. Tough to put that on without steroids, yeah. All muscle. It was unbelievable. Are steroids big anymore? I feel like they've kind of gone down the way. Well, well, you know, at a variety of levels. You know, they have the testosterone clinics, so you can get your – uh, you replace your testosterone so you have your vim and vigor back if you're a guy or a woman, for that matter. They they, they treat both. And – then there's uh, then there's still the use of steroids for mu- muscle building. Anabolic also, right. All anabolic steroids, but they may be more refined than they used to be. Uh, are they better? I don't know. You know, taking steroids, I've always uh, I've always thought, man, these are rough medicines. They're and very side dangerous. Effects, man, there's a lot to them. And yeah, you get the muscle, but you might get <laughs> other stuff too. And you just don't want to take that risk. And well, I don't want to take the risk. You mean like a mental illness? Yeah. I oh, saw yeah. some of those guys go off the deep end. Roid it rage. Was un- roid rage. Yep. Holy. <laughs> Not fun. Dial her back. I'm tearing that wall right up the building. <laughs> like, oh, okay. No. Yeah, let's. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, by the way, that Jesse Ventura was a swimmer in, at Roosevelt High School. 
He was on the swim team. Really? He's very tall and thin, yeah. He was, yep. Hell of an athlete, actually. Well, you probably knew. Well, all, all the all the wrestlers are. I mean, all the professional wrestlers. That's not. That's not. Uh, you know, regardless of what you think about it, and that's athleticism. Yeah. I mean, you oh, don't God, jump yeah. off those turnbuckles, you know, weighing a hundred, you know, weighing three hundred and fifty pounds, landing on your knee. I mean, no, that's that is a big deal. I mean, that's they, they do crazy stuff and crazy acrobatics, and yeah, and it's yeah, there's a lot to it. So I, you know, I I have a huge respect for all of them. They really they work hard at what they do. Um, yeah, but that yeah, that's oof. I got a thousand stitches in my head. <laughs> I love that so much. The Crusher. We shall take a break. Be back in just a few minutes with hour two.